I love the way you say film. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Film Show. I'm Mike Sheridan. That's Brian Lloyd. That's Dima Lumby. That's producer Dave on the decks. Say hello. Hello. That's Charlotte. She's not mic'd, but she's waving. Okay. Look at her front waving. My God. <laughs> she's, wa- she's waving. She's just like inside. doing jumping jacks, waving yeah. at us. It's amazing. Stop waving so hard. <laughs> she's so animated. <laughs> God. Okay. Um, one that's been, we're going to talk three movies today, but one that has been... Uh, kind of blew up a little bit at Sundance, Steve, but blew up mm-hmm. more on the basis of Zac Efron's performance in it. Yes. Which is an extremely wicked, blah de blah de blah Extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. Go you, right? That doesn't seem like a lot to remember, but it is. Um, or is it shockingly vile and evil? See, there you go. There I'm you go, sure. my point It's exactly. one or the other, but I think it's evil and vile. So this is from Joe Berlinger. Yes. Who made the, I really enjoyed the um, Ted Bundy documentary. Ted Bundy documentaries that he made for Netflix. Yeah. Conversations uh, with a Killer. Conversations with a Killer, which mm-hmm. is horrific on, on many, many levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the trailer for this got a lot of slack when it first came out because people mm-hmm. were like, are they glorifying it? What, you know, what's the story? So uh, it's a different angle, right? Yeah. So the angle comes from Ted Bundy and, or Ted Bundy's girlfriend's point mm-hmm. of view. Um, does it work? Is it strange? If I haven't mm-hmm. heard good things, they haven't heard good things. Well, one thing I will say for it is that I do think Zac Efron is brilliant in it. He does a fantastic Ted Bundy. Like having seen the exact the, the exact uh, series, Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix, having seen you know actual footage of Ted Bundy in that and Zac Efron in this, he really, really does capture Bundy so well. You know that sense of delusion, that sense of entitlement. You know, those kind of crazy eyes that he sometimes has. Like, Zac Efron really does accomplish those things so, so well. And I thought that Lily Collins also did a really good job of playing um, his girlfriend, Liz. Now, the thing that you brought up there with the fact that it is supposed to be based on her perspective, and indeed it takes as its source her the book that she actually wrote about it, this real-life figure, um, even though she wrote it under a pseudonym, I think she t- changed her surname. But it goes from her perspective for about like a third of the okay. movie, and yeah. then it just kind of shifts perspective. But then it never totally, to mm. it never totally goes to his perspective either. And that's the problem with this film. It's a bit all over the place. Like putting aside the really strong performances, and there are some uh, great moments from John Malkovich is really yeah. good in this as well. And he Kaya, plays the judge. Yeah. He yeah. plays the judge, and he's very good at kind of capturing, because that judge, when you watch the documentary, he is kind of quirky, and he likes putting in these little quips and kind of clever things to say, and you're sometimes wondering if he's kind of messing around with Ted, but he was very good in it as well, and Kaya Scala Derry, or whatever her name is, as Carol Ann Boone was very good as well. But putting aside the performances, the problem is this film is a bit all over the place first of all for in relation to the perspective but also in relation to the timeline it yeah. is completely muddled up if i hadn't seen conversations with the killer i wouldn't be able to tell which trial is going on in which year because so it just keeps ba- jumping through time on? are they banking on you haven't watched the docuseries as well i don't I think, think they so. have i wouldn't i, I disagree yeah. i don't think they have i think it, it just felt like a bit of a mess of a film like i feel, I, I the whole time i was watching it as exactly as Dee was saying, I'm glad I saw the documentary because it was able to kind of give me a kind of a frame of reference for what was going on and what I was seeing. But if I hadn't seen it, I, I genuinely feel like I'd be lost. Um, yeah, like it's, it's a very, very strange film because there's so much kind of differences in tone. Like in one part of it, it's kind of like a family drama and the idea of uh, Lily Collins 
and her uh, child and you know mm. she's a single mother and she meets Ted Bundy and he's this really nice guy and he's, he's really charming. Well, he, he, Ted Bundy was known to be. Yeah, like, and that was it. Yeah, he was no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he was known to be this charmer and like her book I think was called Prince of Darkness or mm-hmm. something like that, which is just that like he's you think he's a prince charming but he's actually whatever. Um, and then yeah, and then literally the second and third act of the film turns into kind of like a courtroom drama, but not a yeah. good one. Like not No, uh, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it's not done well at all because you're seeing him and he's like trying to argue his point. And then in the next scene, you know right well that he's lying. So like it's not even a case of like with a courtroom drama, it's like one person, you're you're the jury. You're trying to figure out what way it's going. But in this you already know that he's done wrong. You already know that he's guilty like so we are, so Berlinger's not exactly trying to, you know, present both sides of a no. story here. No, not quite, no. He just, the tone just isn't right. Yeah, he's just kind of all, a bit all over the place. And there are some there are some interesting bits of, like, almost black humour in it or yeah. something. Although I didn't mind that so much because even watching conversations with a the killer, there's almost something kind of, there's some kind of black humour in that as well. Because it's bizarre. What, like, because it's so bizarre, yeah. exactly. And it's so surreal. And you can't actually believe what you're seeing that you almost kind of have to laugh about it. But there are a number of missteps in the film. I think the whole love triangle between uh, Lily Collins' character, Liz, and Caroline Boone, and him just seems, I know that, I don't know if that was happening at the time, but it seemed a bit arbitrary. And then you have Haley Joel Osmond comes in and he's kind of this new love interest for Liz and that feels a bit hemmed in. But then the biggest issue I think was how the whole ending of it, and I don't think this is giving away anything because we know he did it, but they almost twisted as if he he was guilty all along. And it's like, yeah, we know he was yeah. guilty all along. So the problem is the documentary series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of, kind of. Like, I mean, it, that's the same director made. Yeah, there's an element of like, the documentary was good and it kind of snookered him, you know, that kind yeah. of way. Like in the sense of like, yeah, I got everything I need. I, I don't need this. Yeah. Like if... And I don't think he knew what he was doing with kind of a dramatic approach. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. Like, it's almost as if, and this is going to sound really weird, but I would have almost have preferred if he put the two films together. I would have loved the parts of the film to be yeah. used as a sort of dramatization of what happened in the documentary or mm-hmm. something like that. Now, that's obviously... Yeah. Because I mean, at the very end of the film, during the credits, they do, um, they put side by side like the, oh, but I like it. It was interesting for this film because it did kind of confirm what I thought of like Zac Efron getting the Ted Bundy so, so well, you know, but it it included like quotes that we had seen in the movie and how it was taken from real life footage. Did you see Zac Efron on Graham Norton there last week? I didn't watch it, no. He was on Graham Norton a while back there now and he was on with Tom Cruise and he turned to Tom Cruise and was like, you are, my, you're such an inspiration. Oh, and then he did it with Matthew Broderick. With Matthew Broderick. So he's just like turns around and like some fighter figure. Yeah, you're like my intel. <laughs> I felt really bad for him because he obviously, he d- doesn't know what to, you know, say in a yeah. situation. Like Matthew Broderick was like, all right. All right. First few was a bit before your time, Zach, yeah. cool. Sure, okay. Yeah. And there was that time, remember, when he was on the Graham Norton show. Now, this would have been a while back. He's been on it a few yeah. times. Remember when they got the poll for him and he was doing his yeah. whole trick of like, Oh, going yeah, yeah. sideways on it. Parkour type stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. That was impressive. Um, no, but he, <laughs> but he um, I mean, he's been getting plaudits for this. Yeah. yeah. Before, before we move on to a film about talking dogs, or thinking dogs. Thinking we'll get, dogs. We'll Ryan wants to include Reincarnated dogs. Uh, we'll get into dogs. it. 
Uh, do you see any of the like horrificness of what Ted Bundy did, Brian or Dee? No. no, no. I mean, like I said, there's That's kind of problem, the right? there's kind of that bit at the end, and even they don't really talk about. It. There's one there's one courtroom scene that kind of comes towards the end where they start to get into the detail of what he actually did. But I mean, the series was kind of similar in that it didn't actually describe it a lot at the time, did I mean, it? Yeah. Because like it was very very graphic the things yeah. he did, you know. Yeah. Um, like I mean, there's only one part of the film that they specifically discuss. Because you see him dragging somebody into the woods, right? In yeah. the trailer. Yeah. yeah. So, that's then, like the only That's like bit. the only bit. But yeah. then you that's find That's an it, issue now. That's an issue. If you're not going to underline how, you know, yeah. horrific Ted Bundy was. This is what somebody. we're saying about how all over the place it is. Yeah, so it wasn't, because it wasn't really trying to show how yeah. horrific it was the crimes that he committed, which is just so weird because we know how horrific they were. Yeah. So it's weird. Mm. Very odd film. Very, very odd film. You gave it three stars. I wouldn't have given it three stars I Well, I still, like, enjoyed it from the perspective, like I said, the performances and those yeah. kind of quirky moments of humour and even, like, you know, experiencing it as an audience member and people kind of laughing and, like, not knowing Not knowing when to laugh. Yeah. I find yeah. that interesting as, like, a movie watch it, experience. You watch it with an audience. Yeah, yeah, we watch yeah, it with yeah, an exactly. audience. Most people are going to be watching this in Sky Box Office, so maybe they'll go to the cinema, but yeah. Okay, Brian, tell us about the cute puppies. This is a dog's journey. Didn't you see a dog's purpose? I did. All right, what did you think of it? It was it was cute and it did make me very emotional in spite yeah. of myself. <laughs> yeah, you see, this is not the problem, but this is the sort of the thing where like films like a dog's journey and a dog's purpose is that like it's very like like it's so schmaltzy. It's so schmaltzy, but like at at no point in it was I at at any point like it, it was so obvious and it was so signposted and it was so clearly doing exactly what it was going to do that it was like I can't. I can't fault this. Like I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew exactly what I was going to get. I knew exactly how this was going to play out. And this isn't even like, oh, aren't I so smart? It's just that obvious. Like. Is it the similar story in the first one in that it's a dog, dog reincarnated? Dogs reincarnated. Re re yeah, this yeah, is the whole yeah. thing. So the whole thing is, is that in the first film, Dennis Quaid had this dog called Bailey or Boss Dog, and. It keeps re the, the 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 dog's spirit goes through different oh, dogs. Oh, okay, I remember this because it was a whole controversy that actually wasn't a controversy. Yeah, but there was a the dog, dog that was put in harm. Mistreat the dog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, there was that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's the same idea. Dennis Quaid is back, and uh, his Dennis Quaid is back. Yeah. Josh Gad. And Josh Gad is. Oh, he's gonna be the penguin someday. Brian loves him. I still stand by that. If he actually does it. But... Like, like, like you stand by that the Joker movie isn't going to be very good. Hey, you know what, okay? You know what? You know what? We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that in another, in another time period. Let me... I'll let sorry, me, get back onto the... Let me dog, get back dog, onto my dog, dogs, yeah. Um, no, dogs? it's the idea... Oh, it was James Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah. You said I, you, you'd said Disney would never rehire him. Can I... Can I can I get Let's through just this review? Let's just ballpoint out Can I just get through this review, please? Thank you. So, A Dog's Journey... Dog's Journey is... We're listening, Brian, we're listening. It's a fine film. There's nothing wrong with it. Like It's like a warm cup of tea. It's exactly what you'd expected it to be. It's perfectly fine. There's no hidden depths to it whatsoever. I don't know if I can recommend it. Like, I mean, it, well, like, I mean, it, it, it's a family movie. You're it's, just mad tough and all, and you don't want people thinking that you like the cute doggy movies. Of course. No, here, hang That's on. That's what it is. Hang on a sec. Own it, Brian. Own hang on a sec. Are you, listen. Dogs are great. You know it, Brian. Damn right. They're better. I like them mo more than most people. Well, then... Why wouldn't, Not me film, though. why wouldn't a film full of dogs be better than a film full of people? Am I right there, Jamalumbi? 
Right? Yeah. I mean, any anytime the dog is on, anytime the dog's on the screen, like they have my attention. It's like what David Mamet said about dogs. Did you ever hear that the whole quote about David Mamet? No, but please enlighten me. So David Mamet, it was the great playwright. Mamet, David yeah. Mamet. Mamet, whatever. Mamet, whatever. Playwright in it. He basically said, if an actor and a cat or a dog is on the stage, who are you going to pay more attention to and who's going to be more convincing? The cat and the dog, because the cat and the dog can't be anything but a cat and you don't dog. Know They're process. living their truth. So, yeah. <laughs> You'd know her sister works in theatre, wouldn't you? Yeah. So that's it. You just quoted from a playwright. Yeah, I'm just saying. But anyway, so it's the same thing of like the dogs are... You'd up his own arse, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, yeah, dogs are... It's, it's, it's grand. Like, it's fine. Like, I can... It's... It, okay, you can stop talking about it. Yeah, thank God, yeah. Because I can't... This is, it's really hard. I can't criticise it because like... At no point was I anyway shocked. Because you're criticising yeah. the puppies. Yeah. Yeah. I can't so do that. So it's 10 out of 10. <laughs> Five stars going on that poster. He said you can't criticise it. <laughs> he can't. said he can't the fault it movie. even more. Spe- yeah. Speaking of doggies, speaking of puppies, um, you know, famous movie puppy from the John Wick series. Oh, yeah. Um, I, we've well, I tried a behind the scenes thing that HOB, HBO did recently. Mm. And with the, you know, Halle Berry's got the two dogs in it. John Wick's dog is in it. I may, producer Dave, I may come out of film critic retirement to review John Wick chapter three. Parabellum. Do you want to? Are you going to drop the other bit of news as well? Retirement. Eh? What other bit of news? Oh, how dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> Ask for that though. Well, yeah. Well, it's been confirmed, I suppose, Charlotte, hasn't it? Although Charlotte, Charlotte really doesn't care for famous people. I, I, she's really no interest whatsoever in famous people. She's like, like put the mic on I you. I wish I was that and, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish I was that cool as well. I'll give you credit, Charlotte. I wish I had that level of detachment in my job. Because <laughs> she is just like yeah, uh? yeah. That's just exactly people. what you want, right? Yeah. Um, just you, people, like. Yeah, but it's fair, like, you know. It's John Wick, producer Dave. Eh. How dare you. Have yeah. you actually seen the first two? I have, yeah. Quite enjoyed them. But they're just movies, like. They're not This just is a movie movies. show. They're, this is our world. They're yeah, a way of life. <laughs> How many Russians have you shot today? Not our boyfriend's Russian. That's you might a trick question. Yeah. Try and remember. That's a trick yeah. question. It might really annoy you when you get home. You never know. Uh, yeah, so we're going over to London on Thursday, myself and Charlotte, to um, probably when you're listening to this or watching this, we will be in London or have been to London. And hopefully myself and Keanu and Charlotte were all friends and it goes very well. But uh, he's a legend. Trailer looks fantastic. The behind the scenes looks fantastic. And this is my Avengers Endgame. Uh, to be fair, I am very. I I I feel like I'm more excited about John Wick. There's a lot more action in this one as well, apparently. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> more action. Yeah, right. Right. Like they they where are they going to fit it in? He's on a horse. Yeah. He's on a bike. He's got a horse. So much going on. And there's a dog. And there's two of them. And he jumps over the thing. There are three dogs altogether. I know. So Harley buries two dogs, and then his dog. Yeah, but he then he like there's a thing. There was a scene. There was a scene last week that they released where the dog is okay, where he basically gets into a cab with the dog. Yeah, I saw it on the site. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. he gives it, and then the, the, he, he no, he sends the dog. No, no, no. The Continental, the Continental Hotel has a boarding service, and they bring the dog there, so the dog is safe. I love that dog. I do too. But there was a thing I saw in that HBO thing that I was like, holy crap, that's so cool. This is cool. on YouTube. Look up just John McParvel. It's so cool. Yeah, there was yeah. a bit where he's like in this, like, I guess it's like a jewelry store or something. Yeah. Or something anyway. And he like, like there's a, one of the bad guys is wearing like a motorbike helmet. He literally grabs it and shoves it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> See Charlotte, John Wick, be excited. Be, no, you're good. No, you yeah, yeah. oh, there's another bit. There's another bit where he like has the rifle. He's excited. There's another bit where he has the rifle and he just like. 
fuck I love, that I, love, I love how it takes us back to when we're like teenage boys. And I was like, did you see that bit? Did you, did you see that, that bit where you like hit him? Did you see that bit? Anyway, D, Tolkien. 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 So I've no interest in seeing this film. Um, I know you're supposed to do the Junker first, but you had issues with the airplane. Yeah. And you put it, tell the people, tell the people how you put it, that it was a good thing that the plane didn't take off. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah, this was amazing, <laughs> yeah. No, they were just saying that it had operational issues. I thought it'd be related to the weather, but it didn't affect on the other plane. But yeah, they said it had operational issues. And I was like, well, it's probably better off that they didn't take off with the operational issues, you know, in case we, like, crash or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like probably it was the probably there. It was yeah, yeah. it was yeah. the level of disinterest. Um, yeah. She said it was like, oh, it's really good that the plane didn't crash with me on it. I was like, I suppose. D, D? I suppose. What? what? Um, um, but yeah, no, it all worked out. This looks very boring, Deirdre. I thought it was nice. So it's a biopic, but yeah. his family, uh, J.R. Tolkien's family, yeah. are, are, are no bueno about it. They're not into it. Yeah, yeah why? why I, I don't know. Just ba I, I've been trying to find out the exact reason, but basically the estate of uh, J.R. Tolkien is saying that they in no way, way endorse this biopic. And what I'm assuming is they didn't like go to them to like pay for it. Or, they should have like, just went to a distant cousin and went, yeah. Or like they didn't go to them for kind of a direct, you know, yeah. reference or but so there's nothing like in there that's that. yeah. damning about the man or anything. No, not no. at all. No, no. Like it's it's very nice. It's funny actually that you described a dog's journey, Brian, as a warm cup of tea because I was going to describe this as like a warm blanket. Oh, so you, you can go, have yeah. your warm blanket and your warm cup of tea. Yeah, this do a double bill. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a it's a very nice film. Um, with regards very to the, nice. uh, the Lord very of nice. the Rings, well, it is. It's basically about yeah. like just a bunch of lads like hanging out and growing up together and inspiring one another. And first they meet in school and they're getting up to all kinds of mischief. And, you know, they're all kind of pursuing the arts and literary endeavors and they share each other's work with one another. And they're very nice and supportive. And then they go off to war together and then they all die. Oh, Except okay. For well, well no, they don't all die. But obviously, J.R.R. Tolkien survived, and then he went on to write Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Oh, and for people who are looking for the Lord of the Rings references, they managed to drop in the word fellowship, I don't know, about a dozen I know, times. Yeah, into yeah. This I saw movie. it. They even got like, it in the trailer, in the trailer as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's well done. I mean, it's not kind of hamily done, the whole. This is where he got his inspiration for this. This is where he got his inspiration for this. But if you've like seen Lord of the Rings or read Jory or or Tolkien's books, then you're like, ah, I see what you did there. That was nice. Mm -hmm. um, but look, it's a pleasant, enjoyable watch that you kind of leave the cinema going, ah. This, but I, it's no, it's by no means like unmissable. So. Yeah, isn't this one of those things where it probably better on a streaming service where people have to pay to see it? Might be, but you know, I'm also thinking in terms of like kind of slightly more mature audiences than us, let's say, Mike, who still like to go to the cinema. I like cinema, that. I'm like but nine, might, ten years older than you, Dean. But, I appreciate that. But appreciate might not that. want to go see, say, John Wick 3 action, <sighs> or they might be a bit too old for a movie about a dog that's constantly reincarnated. You know, you've got to, you've got to meet all the audiences. You know? Brian was like, nobody's too Basically. old. Basically. <laughs> They're for everybody, Dean. They're for everybody. But you know what I mean. So I'd imagine this is for a kind of a more adult audience. Did you read The Lord of the Rings there now, Producer Dave? I did not. No, you're kind of nerdy though. I thought you might have been into it a little bit. Um, I could see you as a Lord of the Rings fan. I watched the films. Yeah, did you like them? Yeah, I quite liked them, yeah. Actually, I them. actually, I have a plug. I have a plug that's kind of related to this. Are you going to plug your show now? I am, I totally am. 
But wait for it though. Wait for it though. <laughs> no, because Elaine Crowley was on this week's episode of the Revisit from, from TV's Elaine. From TV's Elaine. From Virgin Media TV's Elaine. She was our guest on the Revisit. Producer Dave was like, "What's that show called?" <laughs> Elaine. Oh, <laughs> right, um, but no, she was talking. We were talking. Uh, was this on the podcast where she was saying? I, I don't know what you're referring to, so I can't. Tell basically, you. she right. So basically, she said she told us that she read the Lord of the Rings in two nights. Now, I have the book of oh, Lord the of the Rings. the whole Ring. Lord of the Rings? Is, no way. Yeah, it's literally that. She said she read it in two nights. Are you sure she wasn't thinking about no, it? I actually re-listened to it when I was uh, chopping together the episode. And she said in about two nights. Oh, so yeah. There could there be a third night there. in there. I, I'm not doubting you, Elaine. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> so she may have read over two nights. And actually, I discussed this with Owen Ronan outside. And we Googled... How long does it take to read them? And people are like, you could read it over a two or three day weekend. So I believe her. Yeah, I mean, if you write it all day yeah, and yeah. all night. Like nobody's saying yeah. it's not possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like what you weekend, said is quite yeah. possible. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. Completely. You're not calling your guest a liar, Brian. No, I'm not calling her a liar at all. No, God, no. I'm just saying it's just like it was You're like, listen to the episode. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. What's yeah, it called? Should, What's the show called, Brian? The show is called The Revisit. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. It's produced by Dave O'Regan. And, and who, Brian Lloyd? Who, Brian Lloyd, have you had on this podcast? Well, funny you should say that. We've had Blind Boy. We've had Nessa Childers, MEP. We've had fashion stylist Joe Lynn. She's not a fashion stylist, but anyway. She's a... F- okay, right. Because like, Just I, continue on. Just continue. People don't need to hear her. <laughs> and uh, uh, today's... Uh, this week's guest is uh, Elaine Crowley. And the final episode is next week. Isn't that right, Dave O'Regan? Producer. It is, yeah. You it's also forgot Kojak. Oh no! Oh yeah, Kojak. Yeah, sorry, of course. And it's yeah. his show. I'm sure I forgot the. Guy. Yeah, Kojak. Kojak Classic was on it, and Brian. he talked about Gummo. Classic. No, Kojak was week one. No, week, nice two. week two. Week two. Sorry. Week two. These actually, these brilliant because these the only one that listens to all the stuff that we do. Yeah, these, I'm, these actually, I'm very supportive. supportive. You really are. Yeah. I really yeah. appreciate it. When you have a podcast, you're going to subscribe, you're going to review it, and I listen to all of them. Like you, not so much bits of it. Give me retweets, so I'm sound like that. <laughs> producer Dave, what's going on in the producer Dave film corner? What did you watch this week? Uh, he I went watched, to see Endgame. You went, went to see Endgame. Endgame. I went to the cinema. Oh, you look excited. Yeah, I had a lovely time. Did you enjoy the film? Yeah, I quite liked it, yeah. Did you think three hours was too much? No, I don't think so. I quite enjoyed it. How did you feel about the, I don't want to say twist, but the kind of concept of, well, we can talk about it now. because I it's think good. we can talk about yeah. it. Yes. So how did you feel about the whole time travel thing? <gasps> I'm not it. opposed to it. I haven't seen it yet. Huh? I'm oh, Mike hasn't seen it yet. Have you not? Well, I mean, we're putting this out there in the ether. Don't <laughs> 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 so worry about me so you much. You ruined it. What? Like, it's been out long enough now. We can talk about it now. Like, I thought you were going to go see it last weekend. Yeah, I thought I, you were. I, couldn't find tr- I genuinely couldn't find three hours. Um, Fair enough. Like, yeah. you know, on top of um, two, two other hours, it's a day. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's day. Day. Like, hours, it's, like, it's, it's staring back or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, Fair like, enough, I've, yeah. I've, I've heard anecdotally, like, that literally, like, from Thursday and Friday on, there were entire cinemas sold out. Like, mm-hmm. where did you go and see it? There was a cinema round. I went to see it in the audience around the corner. Oh. oh. Yeah, skipped off work early. That's right, okay. you did. Yeah. I remember that. I went on the dust. I did, yeah. I'm entitled. We're entitled. Because I, I said so. Yeah, well, you you work very hard. You do a lot of different things. Do I work well. too hard? I wonder. <laughs> so, did it live up the expectations for you? Yeah, I feel like it did. I mean, there was never going to be a film that everyone's going to love every part of, but sure. I quite liked it. That was a nice, succinct ending. Okay. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Like, it was a very clean ending. It's a very clean cut ending. Mm. Like, yeah. it is, and that's good because that's always been the argument about these Marvel films that just one goes into the other goes into the other this is a clear cut boom 
Yeah, but there's got to be Captain Marvel films and another thing, isn't there? So Black Panther. But the storyline. Yeah. Okay. So that that yeah. particular thread is yeah. done. I also saw Mary Poppins over the weekend. Ooh. The sequel. Mary Poppins Returns. That one. Yeah. yeah. Emily Blunt. Yeah. Dreadful. My word. Put it in the bin and keep it there forever. <laughs> As bad, in, don't yeah. root it out afterwards and go no, picking at it again. Like, no, I shouldn't have thrown it. No. Like, yeah. like Miranda with the chocolate cake yeah. in Sex and the City. Remember, she goes back to eat it. I don't remember that. I do remember Joey yes. and friends eating the cheesecake off the floor. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah and he was like, hey, eat. What are we eating? Yeah. And he, sat there and he just sat down. And just, I'd yeah. eat a cheesecake um, off the floor. If it was good cheesecake, I had I a great... cheesecake. Well, I have eaten cheesecake. I was at a wedding over the weekend, and I tell you, I had some of the That's best That's why you've got your fancy new hair. Yeah. But I had the most amazing lemon cheesecake I've ever had in my life. I've got to tell you about it afterwards. It's, it's all, fantastic. It's all going a little early imposter again, actually. Yeah, I know. You See, this is it. It kind of spits up a bit. Like, it's. I, I need to put gel in it to keep it going. But this cheesecake, though, it was unbelievable. Holy shit. Back to movies, though. What, so... <laughs> Mary Poppins No, because I remember when I saw Mary Poppins Returned and I went with like kind of my family and mm. I was the only one who left it feeling quite cynical about the whole thing. Everyone else was like, oh, this was such a lovely movie and feel good and all that. I thought that CGI looked crap and it really just felt like a watered down rehash of like agree, the original, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. the songs were poor. Yeah. And none of the singers were particularly great. I thought your man... Yeah. Who played the... Lin-Manuel Miranda. Miranda, yeah. What? What's his name? No, not him. Not the chimney sweep lad. Ben Wishaw. Yeah. Yeah. He's on real voice. Yeah. Wow, haunting. Yeah. Well, you know he's Paddington. I do know. He's Paddington Bear. So he's like, he just has the nicest, warmest oh, voice. yeah, he yeah. does. But his singing voice go. was unreal. Yeah. He's it was very, very unique. I think they expected that one to do a lot better than it did. Mm. Yeah. They? You know, he was going to be Freddie Mercury at one point. Was he? Mary? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a bad choice at all. Yeah. There you go. It was, it was, apparently it was between, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen first wanted to be Freddie Mercury and then he dropped out. And then they got Ben Wishaw. Then Ben Wishaw dropped out and then they got in Rami Malek. They got that mad intense yoke, Rami Malek. I'm a fan of mischief. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't bad. I'm a fan of my mom. Well, yeah. She's always got my back. We went way off the rails this week. Um, that's what happens when nobody cares about, particularly cares about the three movies that we're <laughs> yeah. reviewing. So we do apologise, but we did throw some exciting John Wick talk in there for me. Kind of Charlotte, but not really. And producer Dave went to see Avengers Endgame. So tune back in next week when we'll have uh, an interview with, you with a movie star. Yeah, really? Anne Hathaway. Sorry, so excited. The and Anne Hathaway had the bounce. So Are we, we going to tell the story about Anne Hathaway? We'll, t- we'll save that for next week. We'll see it next week. week. Let's we'll keep the yeah. people on tender hooks, Brian. See you next week. Entertainment.ie. I love the way you say film.